0: You're listening to Teach Me the Bible Podcast, where we unpack the meaning of books, passages, and themes from Scripture. Join us each week as our guests walk us through the truth of God's Word and teach us the Bible. This is Teach Me the Bible Podcast. Hey everyone, my name is Tim Webb, one of the pastors here at Champion Fellowship with David Klingler today, and we're continuing our Conversation with our Teach Me the Bible podcast, and uh, last week we were approaching Noah. And so, David, let's jump in back into that conversation about what God's doing with genealogies and, and moving into Noah and his family.
1: Yeah. So you'll remember in chapter three, we've got mm-hmm. two sides being set forward: see the woman, see the serpent, and it's fleshing out with Cain and Abel. And then Cain's going to have descendants, and then that uh, the descendants of Cain, which is in chapter four. Uh, you get Enoch who builds a city to make his name great. And and you get Lamech who's multiplying wives mm-hmm. and killing people. And so these are rejections of why God created man to be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue mm-hmm. it. On the other side of, of the equation, on, on Seth's genealogy, men are beginning to call upon the name of the Lord. Enoch is walking with God. That means walking according to the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and then this Lamech in verse 29 uh, has a son, and he calls the name of his son Rest, Noah, mm-hmm. saying this one will give us rest is how it's translated in the New American Standard. It's actually uh, comfort, the word for comfort, uh, Naham. And we're going to talk about that word here when we get to 666. Okay. But everything that's going on in 529 is showing up again in six. And so the anticipation or the expectation, just as it was with Cain and Eve, Eve says this is the one who removed the curses. Now Lamech is saying... This is the one who will give us rest Mm -hmm. from the curses of the ground. This one, Noah. And so the story continues. The sons of God saw that the daughters of men, and they took to themselves wives, whomever they chose, just as Lamech was doing back in chapter four. And so now everyone is doing it. And so, uh, so Noah, in contrast, rest is his name, Mm -hmm. found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Now these are the records of the generations of Noah. This is in in six, Mm -hmm. six, nine. So, um, so I think last week, uh, we talked about, uh, the angels that, uh, that these weren't angels. God wasn't mm-hmm. wiping angels off the earth. He was wiping man off the earth. Mm-hmm. And, and in chapter six, verse six, it says, the Lord was sorry. He was not Uh, gree. He, he was, he had a lack of comfort is really, uh, mm-hmm. so the Noah's name rests because this is the one who will give us comfort. Mm-hmm. And now the Lord is unable to be comforted because uh, he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. And so, what's going to happen in this Noah story is actually Noah's not the one who's going to remove the curses on the ground and bring rest to creation, but he is going to bring rest to God's wrath. Mm-hmm. Uh, that God is going to be comforted through the restful aroma uh, that Noah offers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, this is over in chapter uh, over in chapter eight, verse twenty-one. Mm-hmm the Lord smelled the soothing aroma is how it's translated, yes. the restful aroma, uh, which the Lord, uh, you know, the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground on account of man for mm-hmm. the intent of his heart is on evil all of his days. And so, uh, and so coming out of the flood, you're going to get a, uh, a, a stopping of God's wrath. God's pouring out his wrath on mankind. And then in chapter nine, um, God now has appointed man he will no longer judge man but he will appoint a man to judge man so this is where human government begins right. man will judge man right uh, and you're looking for this one man who will come on the scene this promised seed who will judge on a, uh, according to the word mm-hmm. of the lord he will not judge by what his uh, eyes see or what his ears hear but in righteousness he will judge for the, uh, for the Lord. This is Isaiah chapter 11. And so this is what we're starting to look for here. Uh, and so uh, just as in chapter 1, you get a creation uh, picture where uh, where water was on the, uh, over the earth and dry land mm-hmm. appears, and so it's all happening again. Water was on the earth, dry land appears, mm-hmm. uh, Noah plants a garden, uh, and just as Adam mm-hmm. ends up naked, Uh, and ashamed. So also Noah ends up Mm -hmm. naked and ashamed. And so the story moves along and you track it through Noah's sons. Can I I stop you for just one question? For someone who's new to the story, uh, it's
0: because I think, you know, is God sovereign? Does he know? Was he caught by surprise? When you, when you talk about God being grieved and in, you know, this chapter, um, He's sorry for making man. I think it's important that people understand. It's not as if this God is surprised, no. caught by off guard. I think just right. take a moment to just address right. that. So,
1: uh, so the, the 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 language back in five twenty nine is mm-hmm. um, there is this ironic twist that's happening, mm-hmm. uh, and our English words don't exactly correlate one for one. So the mm-hmm. word nacham uh, means to be. Uh, best we can do is to be sorry or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. or or uh or sometimes to comfort to comfort another or be unable to be comforted mm-hmm. for yourself. I think that's probably okay. so so it's not so much that he he was uh man, I didn't see that coming. Right. I just right? want to make that, sure people understand that's not what he's it's doing that, here. That um even though he knew this mm-hmm. was the way it was gonna go, he's grieved in his heart. Yeah. And the wickedness of evil. Right. Uh, and uh, he was unable to be comforted. Uh-huh. And so Noah's ministry doesn't bring rest to creation. He's not the Messiah. Uh-huh. He's going to end up just as Adam did, ma- naked and ashamed. Right. Um, but he does, through his sacrifice and offering to the Lord, bring rest to God's wrath. And God uh-huh. vows, makes a covenant with Noah, right. uh, and vows to never again judge the earth, flood the earth. And uh, then we pick it up in chapter 9, verse 5. He says, uh, Whoever sheds man's blood, by man uh, will his blood be shed, for he is in the image of God. He made man. Uh, And so, uh, there, man is told, Noah is told to be fruitful and multiply Mm -hmm. again, fill the earth and subdue it. Uh, And so, the only thing that is different coming out of the flood is now man can uh can eat animals. Right. right. This is going right. to be a change. And there's the institution of human government. But the blessings and the curses are still continuing right along. Mm-hmm. Uh the fallen ones are not wiped out. They show mm-hmm. right back up. Um uh, and so uh so the line, the promise line continues through the sun Shem. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh and, and so that genealogy then is going to be uh uh followed uh, in chapter 10, you get the genealogy of Japheth, then the genealogy of Ham, mm-hmm. uh, and then the, the genealogy of Shem. And Shem, that genealogy is going to walk you right to Abram. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, in uh, chapter 12, in you, all the families of the earth right. will be blessed, right? And so in between chapter 10 and chapter 12, you get this story uh, in chapter 11, because remember, uh, God is going to, to take this one person, Abram, and make him a great nation. Well, mm-hmm. you, you have to explaining the story, where do nations come from? We've got human government. Where'd the nations come from? I'm glad you asked. Let me tell you a story. (laughs) Right? Um, (laughs) The whole earth used the same language, Uh used the same words, and they all journeyed to the east. Well, um, in this story, anytime anybody is uh, nasa is the the word here. Anytime anybody's journeying east, it's a bad deal. Bad deal. right? <laughs> They're kicked out of the garden from the east. They're going to be yeah. banished from the temple uh, to the east. They mm-hmm. they journey to the east. It's not good, right? Uh, and uh, uh, and so they found a plain in the land of Shinar and they settled there and they uh, made bricks, man made bricks rather than you know bricks made mm-hmm. by the Lord or, or uh, using stones, stones made by the Lord, right? And uh, they said, instead of being fruitful and multiplying, and filling the earth and subdue so it, how about let's build a city and a tower uh, who go, that goes up to the heavens. Let us make a name for ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we can be our own God, lest we be scattered abroad over the whole face of the earth. Uh, and this great irony, I like this. And so they build this giant temple, this giant building, this giant tower up to the heavens Uh, So that they could be like God and God comes down to see what they did. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's see. uh, Apparently it's not high enough. (laughs) Right. Right. He He still had to come down. (laughs) (laughs) To see what the Mm -hmm. sons of men had built. Don't miss Mm -hmm. that language, that sons of men. This is the, Mm -hmm. you know, you have the sons of God, those who are following the the, the word of the Lord and the sons of men. And Mm -hmm. these are. You know, this is going to be the Gentiles all the way through, and uh, you know, for when we get to Ecclesiastes, Solomon's going to go over and see what the sons of men were mean. doing. And mm-hmm. Well, they're doing the same thing. They're uh, they're building cities to make their name great. They're chasing fame and fortune, mm-hmm. and and uh nothing's nothing changed. Nothing has changed. Nothing's changed. There's nothing new under, under the sun, that's right. says Solomon, yeah. and you know, and it's all vanity. Mm-hmm. It's all Abel, Abel of Abel. All is Abel. Vanity of vanity. It's it's a Cain and Abel. It's a look. It's all. Uh, Cain thinks he's over here doing a good thing, but actually his life is the vanity. His life is the vanity of vanity. All is vanity. And Abel's life actually counted. Abel's going to be resurrected. There's great irony. Yes, uh, that's going on here. And so he comes down to see what the sons of men had built, and uh, and he said, Behold, they are like one people, the same language. Uh, and now there's nothing uh, that uh, which they purpose that they that they can't do. That's impossible for them. So let us come down and confuse their language, uh, and, uh, and don't let them understand one another's speech. So he scattered them abroad. He, uh-huh. This is where the nations are created. At the beginning of the story, uh, here in uh, in uh, Genesis chapter eleven, uh, you get this language, the confusion of languages. Uh-huh. Um, the nations are created, and God's going to choose this one language. Uh, and so track the languages all the way mm-hmm. through here. It's uh, it's what's translated as language in the Hebrew is lip or tongue, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they were all of the same tongue. Mm-hmm. They were all of the same lip. They were all of the same language. Um, well, we're going to get languages or tongues show up throughout yeah. the story. And this is the beginning reference. I was going to say, that's, yeah. that's gonna, we're going to see that later in the story. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, uh, God's going to send the nations uh, people mm-hmm. with a foreign tongue, with a language you don't understand. And they're going to preach the gospel back to you, Israel, mm-hmm. because you rebelled. Right. Right. And so these things are tongues. These tongues are signs of judgment upon Israel. Yeah. And Paul's going to quote this in 1 Corinthians chapter. 14. I was going to say, this, th- we're already, story's getting tighter already. Absolutely. It's starting to shrink. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. And right. so the Tower of... Uh, Babel, the confusion of mm-hmm. the languages, and now by the end of the story you got people from every nation, every tribe, every people, and every tongue. there's the mm-hmm. language again mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that are all worshiping the king. Mm-hmm. So it's all going to come back together, right. but it's going to come back to as, it, as it's supposed to, not yeah. as. It, uh, I, I, I find this it point. interesting, just a kind of a side note here,
0: he's using the uh, language, the tongues, to disperse people, confuse them, but in the New Testament, he uses tongues to bring together a Absolutely. people. The body, Absolutely. and yeah. so it's just an amazing, yeah,
1: in yeah. the story. So, anyway, just yeah, yeah. yeah because because the plan was always for all mm-hmm. to save all of not, not mm-hmm. just a certain people group, mm-hmm. but people from every tribe, every tribe. Nation, yes, and people, yes. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, so you track this genealogy, and then when you get to chapter 12, now the story really gets serious mm-hmm. that, um, uh, uh, that, uh, that Abram. Uh, um, is told by the Lord. This is in chapter 12, verse Mm -hmm. 1. Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to a land which I will show you and I will make you a great nation and I will Mm -hmm. bless you. I will make your name great. Uh, In contrast to you making your own name great, I will make your name great Mm -hmm. and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and those who curse you I will curse. And in you... All the families of the earth will be blessed. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. Um, The blessings and the curses go all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, right? Mm-hmm. The curses placed on creation. Right. And you're looking for the removal of the curses and the bringing of the blessing. And so uh, the story is not saying, uh, you know, God is not saying to Abram, I- I'll, I'll bless you. I'll give you, you know, fast great, cars. Great and, wealth. Yeah, great mm-hmm. wealth and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the blessing that this story is looking for is the removal of the curses placed on creation mm-hmm. and the restoration of eternal life, mm-hmm. getting back to the garden, right? Mm-hmm. And so to walk with God is to walk according to God's purpose, God's plan, mm-hmm. God's story, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the story is going from creation to new creation. And you either are walking along with him mm-hmm. or you're not right you either going on the trail with him or you're not and so so that's the context within which the blessings and the curses have to be understood mm-hmm. it's not financial primarily financial a blessing—it's the restoration and the removal of the curses mm. placed on creation.
0: Yeah, I think we Gentiles do a good job of defining blessings according to our terminology.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> and and that's what we the, have no the, idea. Yeah, well, that's yeah. what the the, yeah. the the pagans have always done, and mm-hmm. and that's what uh, that's what Satan has always done. Satan mm-hmm. has always been in the business of changing definitions, right? Right, and and so it's so important for us to uh, to understand what we mean by what we say, mm. and and so. Throughout the course of church history, you'll get people who will come and say the right thing, but what they're saying isn't what they're uh, what they're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Jesus died for my sins. Well, that's not what they they're not thinking substitutionary atonement. They're thinking, you know, that Jesus died as an example of what happens to mm-hmm. punish sinners or something like that. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. It's a deviant theology. Right. Uh, but uh, but people use the right words to mean the wrong things, mm-hmm. and so so that's pretty uh, uh, consistent throughout Satan's uh, mm-hmm. Satan's history mm-hmm. of deceiving and uh, you know and just moving mm-hmm. people off the truth just a little bit. Oh, the Lord will bless you. Yeah, the Lord will bless you with finances and mm-hmm. all that. And and this is where it all falls apart. Logically, it falls apart, right? Mm-hmm. But this is a uh, this has been Satan's plan from the beginning. Um, remember Job's friends, when Job uh, hits hard times, Job's friends come to him and say, What'd you do, Job? Yeah. Yeah, you must have done something because uh, our theology tells us that if we serve the Lord, we will be blessed. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. If you serve the Lord, you will be blessed. But we better define what the blessing is. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do we mean resurrection from the dead, eternal life uh, into the new creation? Uh, No, that's not usually what, that's certainly not what Job's friends meant. Right. right? They said, you were blessed before, you had a bunch of cash, you had a bunch of animals, you had a bunch of kids, it was all going good. What'd you do, Job? You must have done something, see.
0: You weren't suffering then. Now you're suffering.
1: Yeah, and so suffering and blessing don't go together in this theology. Right. Uh, But James says, we count those as blessed who endured, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, And so uh, the blessing for the believer is a refined faith. That it mm-hmm. removes the false hope and it places it in the yeah, right place. where it needs to be. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And so so you're gonna watch Abraham and Isaac and Jacob uh all be concerned with the blessing, but you're gonna watch in the story as their understanding and their definitions of blessing change. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So for example, when Jacob begins uh, his story, he thinks he's got the blessing. He's getting the cash. Right. right? He said, hey, mm-hmm. I got the cash. I got the promise. And uh, and now it's time for him to come back and he's meeting uh, Esau. And he's he's concerned that Esau is going to be mad because he stole all the cash. Right. He's got all the stuff. Mm-hmm. And he meets Esau and Esau says, I got stuff I got too. stuff. Yeah. I don't yeah. need your stuff. I don't need your <laughs> stuff. I got my own stuff. I right. have my own quote blessing. Right. Well, Jacob's got to figure out that's not the blessing that we're talking Mm -hmm. about. The primary blessing is resurrection of dead and eternal life, which Jacob is going to make Joseph promise to take his bones back to the land of promise. Mm -hmm. I will take you to a land. I will uh, show you. I will make you a nation. Uh, So the promise is going to happen. The blessing is going to happen. It's going to emanate out Mm -hmm. from the land. This is where the story Mm -hmm. is. This is where the Christ is. This is where resurrection is going to happen. And so Jacob figures it out, Isaac figures it out, and we're going to watch Abram figure it out. He's going mm-hmm. to realize that blessing isn't just the financial stuff, but his resurrection from the dead, eternal mm-hmm. life. Right. Um, so uh, So right after this uh, blessings and curses, in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Abram went forth from the Lord, and Lot went with him. Um. I hear sometimes people say, well, you know, Abram shouldn't have taken Lot. Now, did you not read the verse right before it? (laughs) In you, all the families of the earth will be blessed, right? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, the Lord appears to Abram and says, okay, Abram, uh, here's the deal. Um, If anyone wants to have eternal life, um, the promise is with you, the message is with you, Mm -hmm. the promise of Messiah is coming through you. And if you're Lot and you're sitting there and you say, okay, now eternal life and blessing comes through Abram. Good luck. Hope it goes well. (laughs) Have a good trip. (laughs) Uh-uh. I'm with you, buddy. That's exactly (laughs) right. I'm going with you. (laughs) Uh, Your words ought to be exactly what Ruth says to Naomi. Mm -hmm. Where you go, I I go. go. Your Your people, people. my people. People. Your God, my God. Nothing's going to separate us. The error isn't when Lot goes with Abram, it is when Lot uh, separates Separates. from Abram, right? He lifts up his eyes and saw that the land was good. You're going, oh gosh. Where have we heard this before? Yeah, that's right. Anytime anybody's looking and making determination on their own, apart from the word of the Lord, they're getting themselves in trouble, Mm -hmm. right? And so, so Lot goes with him uh, and Abram took Sarah, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all the possessions that they accumulated. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they uh, went along and they uh, uh, came uh, to... um, the uh, oaks of Moreh, uh, and the Lord appeared to Abram and said to your descendants, "I will give this land." Verse seven. Mm-hmm. So he built an altar there to the Lord who had appeared to him, and he proceeded from there uh, to the mountain east uh, on the east of Bethel. Bethel mm-hmm. means house of God. It's not named that yet, right? Mm-hmm. right. It's going to get its name later in the story. It's mm-hmm. lose, but but. But uh, the, the narrator, the author saying, now pay attention to this place right. because we're going to keep coming back here, yeah right Bethel, the house of God is going to be significant. Uh, and Bethel was on the west and I on the east, and he built an altar there and he called upon the name of the Lord. Uh, all who call upon the name of the Lord mm-hmm. shall be saved. Enish began to call upon the name mm-hmm. of the Lord. And so this is the language of the story. When someone calls upon the name of the Lord, that's good. You're mm-hmm. looking, uh, you know, to, uh, to believers there. Mm-hmm. And then he journeyed. You're going, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if he's walking, he's walking. Halak is the uh-huh. Hebrew word. Mm-hmm. He's walking. That's good. He's walking according to the word oh, of the Lord. Lord. If he's nasah, nasa, if he's journeying, Journey. you're going the wrong way, hombre. <laughs> turn, you know, injury, turn if, turn if, we, if we clue in on these terms yes. real quick, they're going to help us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So he goes down to Egypt. Now, is Egypt going to play a part in this story? Yep. <laughs> There's a famine in the land mm. and he goes to Egypt. Yep. Uh-oh, here we go. Yep. Right. Uh, and so he goes down to Egypt because the famine was severe. Now, remember, he had just been told, I will be, mm-hmm. you know, I, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm your God. I'll protect you. I'll bless you. Mm-hmm. In you, all the famines of earth will be blessed. Famine comes. He says, well, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'm heading to, Egypt, to Egypt. Right. Yep. Uh, this is the land of blessing. And he says, no thanks. I'm going down there to Egypt. Right. Maybe they've got, uh, You know, they've got some blessing down Mm -hmm. there. So he goes down there, and then he uh, meets uh, Pharaoh, uh, and he uh, says, this is my sister, Mm -hmm. right? He sells Mm -hmm. off Sarah, his wife, as his sister. sister. Now, what does he have to fear, right? Now, the story is being told so that Israel will start to recognize what their role is in this economy or plan of God, right? right. That uh, that Israel is a mediator to the nations. They are to fear the Lord. They're not to fear the nations. Right. They're not to right. fear Pharaoh. They're to fear the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but here, uh, Abram is fearing uh, the nations, nations. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, he comes out of there with a whole bunch of stuff, right? right. He comes back right. uh, with a whole bunch of stuff, goes back to Bethel. He's uh, by um, chapter 13, verse mm-hmm. 3, he's back to Bethel, and I'll hear people say, well, uh, see there, uh, he was blessed even though he was disobedient. I'm mm-hmm. saying, well, wait a second. You've got the wrong definition of blessing. Again. If you keep mm-hmm. reading into chapter 14, uh, this is in chapter 14 after uh, um, Abram goes and defeats these kings. Mm-hmm. Then uh, uh, then the king of Sodom uh comes and talks to Abram and king of Sodom says in verse 21, 14, Mm -hmm. 21, give me the people and take the goods, keep them for yourself. In other words, he has looted the nation. He's got all the stuff and and he's got all their people. And and Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have sworn by the Lord God most high possessor Mm -hmm. of the heaven and the earth that I will not take a thread or a sandal thong or anything that is yours, lest you say... I made Abram rich. Now that's a change. That's right? a big change of heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so he's willing to take all the stuff from Pharaoh, mm-hmm. but now all of a sudden he's not willing to take the stuff. So, right. so Abram's understanding is on the move. He's, mm-hmm. he's learning, right? Mm-hmm. Chapter End of chapter 13, or end of chapter 13, Lot separates mm-hmm. uh, from, uh, from Abram. Uh, and then immediately, next chapter, Lot's got to go save Abram's got to go save save Lot, Lot, right? right. So Lot goes down to the nations. uh, And Abram, Lot the believer, Mm -hmm. goes down to the nations, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Back in chapter 12, I'm sorry, back in in chapter chapter 12, verse Mm -hmm. 4, it says, So Abram uh, literally walked according to the word of the Lord, and Lot walked with With him." him. Right. Mm-hmm. Lot walked with him. And so Lot's in good shape here, right? Right. Uh Peter in second Peter is going to call Lot righteous lot. Right. Righteous Lot. Righteous Lot. And you're going, wait a second. I've heard the Lot stories. How is Lot righteous?
0: Yeah, some have said he lost his salvation. He <laughs> lost it. I think he just smelled like charcoal going in. <laughs> yeah. No
1: yeah. So Lot uh is, yeah. is saying the whole point there in Second Peter is the Lord knows how to deliver the righteous. righteous. Yeah. And keep and you're right. going to wait a second. Um, how is Lot righteous? Well, we're back to definitions, aren't we? Yes. Let's check our definitions. Mm-hmm. Are you righteous because of what you do, or are you righteous because of what you believed? Right. Right. And so, um, so I tell students, Lot was righteous in spite of all evidence to the contrary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it can't be that simple. (laughs) It can't. No, come on. Come on, really. (laughs) Uh, Abraham believed the Lord. Lot believed believed, in the promise, but he was deceived. He lifted up Mm -hmm. his eyes. He saw he Mm -hmm. went after the stuff, right, Mm -hmm. in chapter 13. And immediately, Abram's got to go down there and rescue Lot. Now, why is this story important? What's important to Israel for a couple reasons? First of all, you're seeing Abram mediate. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, to the nations. He's mediating God's blessing and God's mm-hmm. deliverance to the nations. He goes down there and he saves Lot. Uh, the second thing is we need to know the Lot story because we need to know where these people mm-hmm. uh, from uh, Moab and Ammon come from, right? right. So they're going to, uh, uh, Moabites are going to play a central role in this mm-hmm. story as well. And so, um, and so Abram or Lot gets himself in trouble. Abram goes down and delivers mm-hmm. him. And then after uh, he returns, from defeating these kings, this King Melchizedek, chapter 14, mm-hmm. verse 18, shows up on the scene. Uh, Melchizedek, Melchizedek, Melik mm-hmm. uh, or Melk. the first part of that word, is king.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the I, Melchizedek, uh, king of Zedek, righteousness, king of righteousness. He's the king of righteousness, mm-hmm. the king of peace. And he brought bread and wine. Any bread and wine in this story? Yeah. The king of righteousness, the king of peace, a king priest who brings bread and wine. Mm -hmm. Now, he was a priest of the God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High. I will bless you. Mm -hmm. I will make you a blessing. I will make your name great. Well, you're Mm -hmm. seeing this. This is where the blessing of the Lord comes through the mediator, uh, through Melchizedek, the king priest, to Abram. And Abram is blessed of the God Most High, possessor of the heaven and the earth. Uh and uh blessed be the God most high who have delivered your enemies into your hand. This is mm-hmm. all uh you know the these the enemies, those are that are on team Satan, so to speak, are being delivered into his hand. This is a foretaste of what's coming. Right? And so so then chapter 15, uh the promise is repeated again. Mm-hmm. I am your shield. Uh don't fear them, fear me, me. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh and Abram says, Lord. Uh, what will you give me since I'm childless, right? Mm-hmm. And I have no offspring. And so the Lord says, uh, I have no seed. This is in chapter uh, 15, mm-hmm. verse three. That word for right. offspring is seed. We're still looking. Abram's looking for the, for the seed. seed, the promised mm-hmm. seed. I don't have seed. And he says, you will. Mm-hmm. And so immediately Abram um, says, okay, well, I can figure this out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, Genesis two twenty four: one man, one woman, one flesh, Where's the seed coming from? Well, it's coming from Sarah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he says, I have a plan. Uh, How about let's uh, let's uh go into Hagar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so Sarah said to Abram, now behold, this is in 16.2, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, so go into my maid. Perhaps uh, I shall obtain children through her. Mm-hmm. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarah. And you're going, Maybe. not again, <laughs> not again. So... It's so always kid application. Don't ever listen to the voice of your wife. No, no, no. That's not the application. careful now. Easy. <laughs> Get yourself easy in trouble. Up. No, no. Uh, the point is, uh, so so in the story, right. what's happening is these men are not listening to the word of the Lord. They're listening to the voice of their wife, which is in contrast to the word of the Lord. So here mm-hmm. he should have said no. Uh, Genesis two twenty four. Right. He would know that verse citing, but right. but one man, one woman, one flesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's me and you. If the Lord's going right. to you know keep his promises, he's going to keep his promises. Right. And uh and so uh so Abram does this, has Ishmael, um and um and so the two sides, just have, mm-hmm. as you have Cain and Abel, now you're gonna have Ishmael and Isaac, right. Jacob and Esau, Joseph, and the rest of the sons mm-hmm. who are uh, hate him and are, are against him. Uh, and so these these contrast between seed of the woman, see the servant right. is going to continue. What's interesting here is that both Abram here in this story, mm-hmm. uh, he's going to plead with the Lord um, um, for, on, for, for this uh, for the case of Ishmael. He mm-hmm. says over here in chapter uh, 17, Abram said to God, "All oh, that Ishmael might live before me forever, that mm-hmm. live uh, that Israel might live before before mm-hmm. you." Well, this story is tracking life, uh, but Ishmael is from the The wrong you know wrong the, the, the wrong the mm-hmm. wrong it's not a wife, the wrong right. uh the wrong flesh uh Paul's going to pick up on this story uh in uh in the book of Galatians, mm-hmm. but the Lord says, no, but Sarah, your wife shall bear a child, will bear a son, and you will call his name he laughed, Isaac, mm-hmm. and I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant, and so the two twenty four um, the Lord is going to keep his promise to Abram through Isaac, right? And so mm-hmm. so now uh, you're anticipating this one who's coming, Isaac. And Isaac shows up, uh, and the Lord says, all right, sacrifice Isaac, right? And uh, this is over here in chapter, right. uh, chapter 22. 22. We're jumping ahead just a little right. bit, but in 22, um, the Lord says, sacrifice Isaac. Um, right when uh, uh, Abram is about to sacrifice Isaac, uh, a substitute is provided for Isaac. And so now we know that Isaac isn't the promised one. Right. And so guess what? Isaac has two sons, mm-hmm. Jacob and Esau. Any guesses? <laughs> yeah, what's going see to happen woman, here? See the woman, see the, the serpent. serpent. Yeah. Uh, right? And, and so uh, just as Abram uh, pleaded on behalf of Ishmael, the wrong son, so Isaac is going to plead on behalf of mm-hmm. Esau. He favors Esau, but Rebekah... Jacob, because Jacob was the child of the promise. And so all the way through here, you're going to see these stories repeat themselves, father and son Mm -hmm. and father and son, the father um, claiming that his wife is a sister because he fears a foreign king or fears Mm -hmm. somebody else rather than fearing the Lord. So these are informative all the way through Mm -hmm. for Israel, right? And also for us, Mm -hmm. Uh, who do we fear? Who do we not fear? Who do we try to impress? Who do we not try to impress? right uh, mm-hmm. and and so this is this is pretty basic stuff and so you're you're seeing this all the way through the story the same themes showing up mm-hmm. again and again and again now uh back to chapter so chapter 18 um the promise of of a son that's going to come through sarah chapter 19 now here it is um, um abram mediating on behalf of the believers in the nation Nations. for yeah. the sake of saving lot right mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, so here we know that Lot is righteous because the, the Lord says, I'm going to go wipe out Sodom and Gomorrah. Now this is where Lot is. This is where Lot's family mm-hmm. is. And so Abraham, his name has been changed by this point, uh, pleads his case. He mediates between uh, the Lord and Lot for on behalf mm-hmm. of Lot. Uh, and uh, he says, will you indeed sweep away the righteous with the wicked? Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is his negotiation. He says, what if there are 50 in the city? Uh, the Lord says, well if there's fifty then I won't wipe out the fifty well w- what if there's forty five would you wipe right. it out well, what and he negotiates down to ten what if there are ten okay I won't wipe it out mm-hmm. on account of the ten and then he goes down uh the angels go down and they deliver lot uh, righteous lot for the Lord Peter quoting here right. uh, for the lot knows how uh, for the Lord knows how to to deliver the righteous but keep the wicked under judgment until mm-hmm. the day of judgment right mm-hmm. uh, and so Israel is to be a mediator to the nations, um, and they're not willing to do it. They're going to right. fail in their uh, in their ministry uh, as we go forward in the story. Mm-hmm. So so the story's building. The story is building some steam, uh, and it's all coming together. And we're watching Israel learn mm-hmm. what they're supposed to do. Remember, uh, the story is told to Israel by Moses so they would know who they are, mm-hmm. why they are, and where they're going. Where they right? going? So they're going to the mm-hmm. land. They're God's chosen people, out of which will come the Messiah to be a kingdom of priests, a holy nation mm-hmm. to the nations. Mm-hmm.
0: This story is really building steam here. It is it and, absolutely, and is. we're seeing multiple times where same language, same terms, and I think is again being Gentiles, not knowing Jewish history, not knowing the law, the Old Testament. We, I think, that's part of the confusion that we find today, and trying to figure out how do we fit in the story. So. For the new reader, new to the story, uh, I just want to encourage our readers uh, to to continue to read as you've said from the beginning. Read it as a story first. Right. Just just learn to read it, and so huge implications for us. I think we're just really, or let me just say, I'm really slow. I need mean, multiple times somebody telling me the same thing over, and it seems like God is just doing this through the whole story. Sure, absolutely. Just to, you know, and and. We just don't get it. We just don't get it. So um, we need to wrap up for today, but um, there's just so much in this story. And so when we come back, jumping into the story, uh, I think we're going to see the building of a nation. Obviously, you're going to walk us through that, where they're headed into Egypt and those kind of things. But anything for today for our reader that you want to encourage them as we are
1: continuing on? You know, the one thing that strikes me throughout all of this story— and it surprises me, and it shouldn't. It always surprises me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, it surprises me that I am surprised <laughs> by wickedness and evil. Yeah. And it strikes me that the Lord is not. Mm-hmm. He's not taken aback. Mm-hmm. He's not shocked uh, by the wickedness of men. Uh, he sees it's coming. It's not that it doesn't grieve his heart. Uh, he doesn't like it, but he sees it. Mm-hmm. And um, and sometimes I'm shocked by the wickedness in my life. The Lord's not; right. He's merciful and gracious and slow to anger. And you see it throughout the yeah. whole story, over and over. look. If He calls Lot righteous, I got a chance. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> right. think
0: again. You and I have talked about this. The more we know the story, the more I see the glory of God. His holiness, His love, His mercy, His compassion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Long-suffering. Long-suffering. And, and for Him to extend that to me. Yep. Now, I think you and I both would agree. If we could just take a little bit of that and extend it to one another. Right. How huge right. that would be. Yep. So yep. I would encourage uh, our listeners just to uh, continue to engage in the story and uh, follow it as a story. So thank you, David. Until next week. Till next week, brother. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Teach Me the Bible podcast. For more information, download our app. If you have any questions or desire to continue our discussion from today's topic, send an email to bible at championfellowship.org. Remember, your belief drives your behavior. See you next time.